0: The past year has been full of stress, anxiety, unwelcome changes to the way we work and live. But then when life becomes uncertain, the best thing to do is to invest in yourself. But how to do that? To do that, you have got to remain calm and you have got to remain focused. If you are like most of the people, you are probably ecstatic to see 2020 gone and want to see it in the rear view mirror. You always want to focus on things you can control. And most powerful things you can control are your efforts and your skills. But are you doing that? Today, I am going to talk to you about how to remain focused especially in periods like we have noticed now. And these are unconventional productivity tips that I'm going to talk about. The first thing you can do is to develop an indifferent attitude to the things you can't change. Well, this is very common sense. If you can't do something, ignore it. But we human beings have an issue. We do not want to ignore those things. As a matter of fact, we are more worried about things we can't change than about the things we can change. So the first thing you have got to do is to you develop an indifferent attitude. It's not the massive external events that make you spiral into the feeling overwhelmed. There are numerous mental biases that add to the stress of your workday and I have found that the two of the worst offenders are two anxieties. One is the time anxiety, the other is the productivity anxiety, which I prefer to call productivity shame. Time anxiety is the feeling that you never have enough time to do something. Or you are not using your time to do the work according to the best of your ability. You never have enough time is an excuse doubted by the people who don't know how to use time. And productivity shame is the second mental bias. You never feel like you have done enough. No, it's not enough. I could have done more. Either that attitude or you feel that your work isn't visible enough that you work more and are constantly available on email, phone, chat. You cannot control how much time you have in a day. You cannot control what people accept you but paradoxically it is because you cannot control those events. You focus so much time and energy on them and that's a wastage of time. Focusing on something which is not there is absolutely ridiculous. Feeling confident and calm in work and in life requires living with these issues that are outside your control. But how to do that when you are in your face? They stare at you. Every day, every time. You know, I remember the Stoic philosophy of the Greeks. That's a great philosophy. There's an idea called indifference. The basic premise is that you become indifferent things that you label as indifferent. For example, my printer breaks down. So what do I do? I'll get angry. I label it as indifferent. It's not an important thing. It doesn't deserve your attention just now. For the last half an hour, my audio of this computer was not working. And then I ultimately said, well, I can't control it, so hell with it. And then it started working. So it's easy to label small annoyances as indifferent. But what about the major issues? I'm not saying that you can't ignore a crisis of health. Or at work, you can help minimize the impact by focusing on what you can control, on your stance, on your interests, on purpose. And this starts with understanding what really means to you. You can Control your strength, interest and purpose. And that is what is more important. Focus on your strength. We are more motivated and focused when we do tasks we are good at. And we find some personal meaning in that. When the rest of the world feels crazy, focus only on what you can control. And at least you will be productive in that aspect. Secondly, uncover your hidden passions. If you are unsure what your personal meanings are, ask these two questions from yourself and they will reveal to you what your personal meaning of life is. The only answers you are allowed to keep are those which meet both ends. What you are good at and what do you enjoy doing? If you can identify what you enjoy doing and if you are aware of what you are good at, you know your hidden passion. Then coupled with it is a self-reflection. That's a key part of developing mental toughness. And that's why I suggest sometimes that the people who cannot keep things in their mind should keep a journal. Put together these three things, focusing on your strength, uncovering your hidden passions, and self-reflection, would create a passion feedback loop. And that will help you uncover, assess, and reflect on what matters to you most. So that's the first tip. The second tip, deprioritize a task. Everybody, every life person will tell you, Prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. No, that's important. But there are times when you have got to deprioritize, and when you deprioritize tasks that are bringing you stress without returns, that will enhance your productivity. It comes that one of the most popular posts has been how to prioritize your tasks. Whenever I see, I see people saying. Prioritize you But nobody says deprioritize as well. Once you have called something a priority, it is extremely hard to stop working on that, even if you know you should. In other words, what to say that what was the priority a month ago, is that a priority today as well? No. So why not deprioritize it? In other words, Keep on shifting your priorities. When there is so much of uncertainty, you should reassess what's important to you. If prioritizing means moving items up in your big list of things to do, then deprioritizing is bringing them down. So how to do it? Set limit on the job that you are doing how long you will work on a project, how long you would work on a task, and if you cannot complete that task, bring it down. Create a not-to-do list. Everybody says create a do list. No. Create a not-to-do list, and that can have two parts. Either not to do now? Second is not to do ever. then use a weekly review to assess your priorities that those things which are priority one week back may not be prior, have priority today so deprioritize them keep on reevaluating your job your tasks your aims your objectives and isolate only the most impactful elements of important tasks as your team or your boss, what they think is important, and then make that your priority accordingly. So deprioritizing is the second tip. Third tip, rebuild your passion and curiosity after being burnt out. People are burnt out, and that's the most tragic thing. When you are burnt out, you lose all motivation to work. The things that you do feel like you don't matter, but still you do it and it becomes very hard to focus, very hard to be creative. So try to come out of your burnout and to do that is to rebuild your passion. So find new ways to be motivated, focused, creative. How to do that? That's the most important thing and the tip for that is build your day around an anchor task now you will ask me what is anchor task anchor task is to decide one priority task that's non-negotiable that must get done when you have an anchor task all your energy all your focus all your attention would be there you feel more focused, more motivated. When you have to do many things, you are unfocused. So making progress on a task, no matter how ever small, is a powerful way to rebuild your motivation and help you remain focused. This is extremely important and people ignore that. They are always concerned, this is important to No. Find out one job, one small job. Be successful in that. That will build your confidence. Make, so this anchor task you should be very good at. And for your passion, there is one thing, help others. People ordinarily think that being selfish is important. No. When you are working, helping others can shine a light. Where you are feeling stressed and overwhelmed. The feeling of self-esteem, the feeling of that you can help somebody and that eternal gratitude will make you feel more focused. When people have shared values and connections, they feel more positive about their work. And for your creativity, give yourself permission to fill the well. Feed yourself and your creativity. Give yourself that creative fuel. How you feel that you need to fill up your creativity is up to you. But try to find things that give you joy. Go out for a walk in nature. Play a game online. Watch a play. Do anything. You know, I remember reading once a Brazilian entrepreneur, Ricardo Sempler said, We have all learned to answer emails on Sundays. We are having our dinner and a call comes and we leave our dinner and go there. But have we learned to go to movies on a Monday afternoon? No. So do that. That will help you keep motivated. Now the fourth tip. Take advantage of the remote work by matching your internal clock to your workday. When you have to go to an office, you, have, you are bound by certain disciplines, but you are working from home. And the new normal, actually the days should be shorter. I'm amazed that the days have become longer for the people. The research has shown that ideally in a whole day, it's only three hours of work that is really productive. Blessed all is useless. Just three hours of maximum. So major source of strength is that you are expected to produce thoughtful creative work not for three hours but for eight hours. This nine to five office culture has become, we have become accustomed to. But then that is there you are going to find a way of building blocks of three hours. But now if you are working from home Try to find a schedule that works for you. You are not lacking the time for work now, 24 hours are yours, but you are lacking the energy. So you can control your time every day. It may not be possible 100%, but you would find that your daily energy levels would go up. First, you have got to identify to what chronotype you belong. By chronotype, I mean the people who take care of their circadian rhythm that determines when your body needs rest. There are larks who get up and start working at seven five three thirty in the morning, the early morning. The common chronotype is of people who sleep from midnight to eight am. Sixty-nine percent of others have been naturally earlier or later bedtime. This means seven out of ten persons are being forced to work during times when they are unenergetic. So, you have got to find your energy level. Take this automated morning evening desk questionnaire. What time do you go to sleep on the days when you are required to be up by a certain time? What time do you wake up on those days? What is the midpoint between the two times? And you would find the midpoint will point out what chronotype you are. If your midpoint is, say, 3.30, you are a lark. That you prefer an earlier wake-up time. If you wake up after 5.30, according to the psychologist, you are an owl. You prefer to wake up later. In between, you are the third bar. So, chronotypes do not matter and impact when you should wake up. But also, they impact your energy level peak. They determine what time you are most alert and most productive. So, try to stay motivated during that period. Come up with a creative ideas and then you can work them out at the time when you are just average, not that motivated. And the fifth tip is use scientific method to find your ideal working habits. Don't forget that 40% of your daily actions are dictated by your habits. So, adjust and rebuild your habits. Move forward. Find the habits that work for you. So like most people, the process should be like this. Pick up a new habit to try and build. Focus intensely on that for a few days and then analyze it and give it up or forget about it. Now, how to do that? First is question yourself. What do you want to answer? At high level, this is probably how do I get more done with the time I have. Then build a context around that. Based on the context, build up a hypothesis. Take up a strategy to time. Try and suggest what you think will happen. Experiment. After experimenting, analyze tasks. Adjust, try again, and deprioritize. So that would be the running thing. And the last create hard boundaries on excessive emails, all day Zoom calls and late night work. The hardest thing about what this pandemic has shown is the full on collapse of boundaries between the work and the rest of your life. Your home is your office, your home is your gym, your home, your office, social club. And it's very common to be confused whether it's Monday afternoon or Saturday morning. But you need to set boundaries in your life. You just can't make sure that you can leave work at work. No. You can spend time on the people, projects and tests that fill your life with meaning. So create hard boundaries even when you're working from home try to separate these two and that will make you much more productive. Ultimately, these six steps, if you employ, they are unconventional. I know it. When I talk of deprioritization, when I talk of reworking, taking up small jobs, I know it might look odd to you, but that's the way You can make yourself extremely productive and useful. What better way to better thyself than to adopt these unconventional tips and increase your productivity? Can anything be better? Think about it. Thank you.